Hey there, Rollers, Josh here. Today, you may not know this, it is National Cat Day. Meow. So Alan and I wanted to highlight a couple of really important things about cats. So I'm going to start off, if you have a cat already, make sure to take your cat to annual wellness visits so that you can keep up with not only their health, but also their dietary needs and things like that. Your veterinarian can give you a lot of really good advice for behavioral problems and things like that as well and get them vaccinated because that's super important. And even if your cat doesn't go outdoors, they can still get things like ringworm. So, you know, keep up with vaccinations and stuff. If your cat doesn't like shots, you can try calling them musters instead of boosters. That's what I do for my cat, Johan Zarko cat. Those of you who know Zarko know that she was adopted. She was a longtime resident of the Richmond SPCA here and was borderline unadoptable. Um, so I adopted her. It's tough for older and adult cats to get adopted because, oh my gosh, those kittens are so cute. But if you have the means to adopt an older cat, it's such an amazing thing to do, not only because it helps shelters, but you end up with amazing cats like Zarko. Another thing is that just ensuring that you're adopting and not shopping is huge. As somebody who volunteered TNR'd for a while, a trap new to return, uh, it's such a great thing for your community to be able to adopt these local cats that are available for adoption. There's always more, unfortunately, than uh, demand. So it just gives these cats an amazing life. And it also sets up a more sustainable model for cat populations and healthy cat populations, uh, not only in the United States, but in the world. So adopt, don't shop. If you're looking to get a cat, if possible, get an older cat. And if you're uh, somebody who has the means to adopt a cat with diabetes or other pre-existing health conditions, you are an absolute saint. Speaking of saints, I think I hear Gabe. We're about to jump into some quid pro roll. Thank you, folks. Josh, give me your best cat sound. Meow. That's mine. Blip. We don't take sound checks, but I'll give you sound cash. <laughs> <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> I hope we got that sound recorded, Gabe. That 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 fart noise I made with my mouth. That's the new cork noise. I don't want cork noise to disappear, though. What I want is for Alex's fart sound to happen every time a character sits down. <laughs> I climb up onto the cart and I settle in on the bench to drive Snuffles. Snuffles. <laughs> too, too many meat hands for you. <laughs> this is Quid Pro Roll. A fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Okay, okay, I think I'm safe. I hope. Uh, I'm so scared. Um, I, I don't have a lot of time. So there's this podcast called Quit Parole. Uh, and and on the last episode, Rosemary tries to convince Koza to escape Yurge Manor with her, but then Solonar comes in with the same exact plan, but, but, but with the whole party. Oh, oh no, I think it hurt me. And eh, anyways, anyways, um, 
eventually they crawl along the outside of the castle from room to room until the whole party agrees to escape the next day at some point. Oh no, it's definitely in here with me. Uh, I have to be quiet. Um, also, uh, Gravy Boat has a secret. He didn't get to tell everyone. You walk into the Great Hall, absent of Lord Urich, though you do see Koza's mother beckoning you all to sit down to breakfast. Is there ham? Yes, there is ham. I need, we need to have some kind of ham intervention. <laughs> I need more sodium. I need more sweet porcine sodium. Why? Why? What is going on? Boat isn't going to die from a dragon's talon. He's going to die from a heart attack. His his 164th of dragonborn blood helps protect him from heart disease. I was going to say, given Boat's uh, romantic inclinations, I think it will be a heart attack that gets him. <laughs> oh, he, he died on Valentine's Day. <laughs> please, please he died. tell me. He died like he lived, with ham in his hands. <laughs> that's that's a lot better than the reference to several uh, famous historical figures that I could reference that I'm glad I do not have to do now. Since you have made a point to want the ham, we'll start with you. Don't want ham! Don't want ham! <laughs> Are you just announcing this? Or just, just this, this lovely noblewoman gesturing to offer you food and you just like shake your fist like a toddler? Don't want ham! Boat runs out of the room and he finds a door, goes through it, closes it, then busts through it like Kool-Aid man, screaming, Don't want ham! <laughs> Ham, okay. boat, ham, right. boat. So none of that happens. <laughs> I'm assuming you're just going to sit down to breakfast and begin serving yourself ham. And crepes. And coffee. Ham and crepes is... Okay. No, it's a crepe. It's a crepe, but the wrapping is ham. Wait, so you're getting a crepe, but wrapping it in ham? Or are you getting ham and making a ham crepe? A ham crepe. Okay, I was like, what kind of disgusting fruit roll-up concoction are you trying to put together? The world's best charcuterie plate. It's breakfast charcuterie. <laughs> it's breakfast charcuterie, but it's rolled up like a pinwheel sandwich. Anyway, she said she needed to talk to us about something. Uh, she did. I'm assuming everyone sits down and serves themselves, yeah. but I am yep. kind of curious to how Koza's reacting. Um, Koza is kind of like shuffles in is like looking down the whole time and uh sits down takes some food and kind of just slowly nibbles on starts slowly nibbling on it rosemary has come down in her you know finer outfit rather than her sort of normal well i mean i guess she was still wearing finery uh she comes down sits and kind of looks at koza and raises an eyebrow curiously uh, Lady Yurige sort of like folds her hands delicately in her lap and looks at all of you. She sighs. I want to apologize truly for the behavior of my husband. I mean, right. He did treat us like children and sent us to 
his rooms. All right, Lady Yurich, let's let's get this out. It's, we're already aware that you're going to try to bribe us into taking Koza to the festival. And before you even start, I'm here to tell you, you don't have to bribe us. We'll go to the festival with Koza because we're his friends. Gosh darn it. Actually, I was going to request that you all go to the festival. I, I do believe that spending some time here and, and seeing what Koza has previously enjoyed about Aberdeen might make him more positive about the arrangement. My husband is a harsh man, and I, I am aware, but he cares so passionately about Aberdeen, and truly, all he wants is for is to know that when he passes on, that Kosa will be able to take up the mantle of, of our home. Please, don't think too harshly of him. Was he just having a bad day yesterday? He was frustrated that after so long, and us being so worried about our son, that our son returns with new friends in tow, which is lovely, but he, he returns with friends who are encouraging of his less noble pursuits. I'm, I'm sorry, his what? I believe Truly. the word you're searching for is supportive. <laughs> are you trying to say it's not noble to help people when they're in trouble? You misunderstand my usage of the word. I mean, I do not mean that his pursuits are dastardly in any way. I mean that they are not of the status and upbringing that Koza has been given. So you, you raised him not to help people when they're in trouble? We raised him to help in a way that his status gave him the power to do. There are many ways to help somebody, Mr. Barnes. How have, uh, how have you and your husband helped people in the area? She kind of looks at you with, like, you can tell behind her, like, her face is very, like, steeled, but you can kind of see a flicker in her eye of irritation. And she sort of turns and she goes, We have ensured that the past 17 harvests, even the ones that have been close to a famine, have not endangered the health or life of our people. We ensure that our area is prosperous. We ensure that our people are fed and sheltered and clothed. That's there fair. There's, things... the, there's no need to be snippy with me about this. It was a fair question. There are things a noble has a position to do that your average commoner does not. For Kozail to abandon the opportunities that he has for our people to pursue his own interests is irresponsibly mercurial. There are things that a noble has the power to do to help people that a commoner just does not. And for Koza to give up his power as a noble to pursue his interests, as supportive of the concept as I am as a mother, I cannot be supportive as the person who is responsible for raising the next leader of Aberdeen. Let me, ask only... you, let me ask you another question. Um, so, 
Are you saying that it's by virtue of blood and blood alone that he is qualified to lead this land? It is by virtue of what his blood has given him, the opportunities that his blood opens for him. He has had an education beyond that of any commoner. He has been trained in ways of statesmanship. He has been trained in the ways of nobility. While I do not doubt that a commoner has the intellect and wherewithal to lead, there is a privilege that Kozile was given that I believe he has a responsibility to. What if he just hired people to do all this stuff and he administrated it? His role as a noble is more than that. We all have advisors. We all have ministers. But we need Kozile to lead. He has been given an education. He has been given privilege. And the privilege he has been given has been with the understanding that he would use it to help our people. I'm going to throw something out here. And it's sort of a long-term question. But... This is the perspective I'm getting on this. You're saying that he's uniquely qualified to do this, not because of his blood, but because of the opportunities and education that his blood afforded him, correct? I am hearing you, Mr. Barnes, but I am frustrated at your active unwillingness to listen. Well, it just seems to me like it would make more sense if instead of concentrating these kind of education and opportunities in one person, you instead offer them to a multitude of people, perhaps outside of your family, and thereby groom an entire generation of leaders who can improve not only this area, but everywhere. Sort of free school for everyone. Setting up a system in which everyone has the opportunity for statesmanship does nothing but encourage competition and corruption. Okay, I rest my case. I'm just going to sit here and enjoy my ham crepe, Boat says, as he lifts it to his mouth like a cigar. (laughs) (laughs) She looks to the rest of you. So would you be so kind as to please... Enjoy the festival before you return. I believe it will show some great sides of our of our town. Only if, and hear me out here, one condition. You give us each six tickets so that we can ride any of the rides we want to ride. I can assure you that there is not a ticket system you will have access. I don't know how to explain to you guys. This is a medieval festival. How do we run? Do you, what, you think there's a tilt a world? I want a fast pass. <laughs> Obviously, they line. do things differently here than they do in my homeland, which is not far away. So I was expecting a ticketing system and lots of rides. Solinar like wants to go one. on the tilt a world. Yeah, the, the, uh, we have one where a bunch of ponies pull you on a carriage. Uh, with a bunch of other people, um, of folk, and then you take this spun sugar and you make wigs out of it, and you have a wig wig wearing competition. I'm gonna tell you right now: if you think anyone would want to put cotton candy on their head, it'd be a sticky nightmare. Uh, I I will tell you that I think it's German where the term for cotton candy is f- daddy's beard. I no, it's French. Oh, is it French? Well, either yeah, way. Yeah, I believe it's French. The Germans does... just love the cotton candy, Papa. 
See, my favorite is uh, English because it's called fairy floss. And I'm like, first of all, delightful. Second of all, I love the idea of fairies flossing their teeth with sugar and all just having horrifying rotted teeth. Oh, they don't have any teeth. Fairy floss is a dance. No, it's not. (laughs) Unacceptable. Okay, well, if uh, tickets are provided, then I guess that was all. That was the only bit of leverage that I wanted to ensure. Thank you, Lord Volker. Solinar, Koza? Koza especially? Anybody got a... Yeah, Koza's been kind of passive. Just sort of nibbling at food. Um, yeah, I've been picking up on kind that. Kind of looking down. Uh, you know how you are when, like, your family is talking about you and your prospects for the future, but they're not talking to you, so you're just sitting there exactly. eating breakfast? Yep. I get that life. Very real. Solinar has been... Uh, like quietly eating food on a couple of occasions. He did the like looking up at Lady Yorich as and the party would recognize it as, oh, Solinar is about to say something. But then he stops himself and goes back to eating his food. And then on a couple of occasions when uh, Lady Yorich is talking about like Koza's future and how important it is that he performs his duties for his people, uh, He looks across the table at Rosemary and just kind of like arches one eyebrow as if like, uh, is that? Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that really? Uh, Rosemary just kind of looks at you stone faced like I have no idea what you're talking about. Solinar just shrugs and goes back to eating his food. Boat continues to gnaw on his ham crepes. (laughs) (laughs) Mumbling aloud, mumbling aloud, like I don't, I can never understand why doctors don't eat this stuff. <laughs> All right, so Lady Urich kind of finishes her meal and delicately taps her mouth with her napkin and sighs and smiles and goes, "Well, I hope you all enjoy the festival truly." Clozile, would you be so kind to escort the Lady Rosemary? I believe it would do you all some good to spend some time together. Cause uh, shrugs. Kozile? He uh, goes uh, gets up and it's like kind of does like a motion to like kind of follow. She kind of sighs. Rosemary kind of looks, oh, of course, and stands up and like follows him. And as she gets close to him, she kind of like leans close enough just so that he, that only Koza can hear her and goes, we're going to get out of here, but I really need you to act the part, man. I don't. Do you think they're actually... Are we, I, I don't know if we can actually pull this off. Oh, we can pull this off. They're going to be watching. Fantastic. That's why you need to play along. They're not going to pick up on anything unless you make it super obvious. Solinar stands up from the table, uh, just like brushes his mouth with his napkin, and then... Uh, pushes his chair back and turns to the lady Yurich and gives like a little bow and then stretches out, cracks his neck, uh, cracks his neck a couple of times and then says, time to show this festival how games are played. Oh God, no, he's going to do that stupid stuffed animal hunt again. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about this. I I feel like uh, Rose when she's like, we're going to pull this off. Don't worry, we got this. And because like I'm not sure, 
Rose should have just like pulled out seven grappling hooks she has hidden in her bodice and being like, I I don't know what more you need from me. What more do you need but a ludicrous amount of grappling hooks? The bustle is just a lattice of grappling hooks like strung together. Yep. Oh, good God. All right. Time to go to the festival. So you all are there for the Aberdeen Fowl Festival. As you step outside of not only the manor, but the grounds themselves, the entire town of Aberdeen is just a completely different animal than when you first arrived. It is so lively and kind of loud, and everything smells like sweets and smoked meat in the air. Everything is just really lively and active. It looks like everyone in the town has put on their best festival clothing and is just out having a great time. There are food stalls. There uh, there looks to be like a giant bonfire being built that has not been lit quite yet. There are women carrying like what look to be like standards, except instead of flags, there hang several bags of sweet nuts. Um, there are tents for various things. One that catches y'all's eye is a large purple fortune-telling tent, which you can tell is a fortune-telling tent because of the sign in front that says, Fortunes Told. Uh, there are also performers, jugglers, acrobats, clowns, dancers. There is there's, There seems to be some kind of comedy show going on near closer to the center of the square. There's just so much. There's also a large crowd around one particular wooden stall with a sweet, spicy smell sort of wafting from it. By soon, a festival most foul. (laughs) What do you guys want to do? You all have noticed that Boat, as you all were headed toward the festival, has just been sort of... uh, Staring off into nowhere, almost like he's in a light daze. He, um, after you arrive at the festival, he sort of looks around, kind of nonplussed, and just sort of wanders off into the crowd, not necessarily going any particular place. Well, all right then, that's concerning. All right, guys, what else do you want to do? I was going to say, uh, Solinar is like walking into the festival and kind of taking in the sights and sounds, looking looking for all of the games. And then he kind of notices that as the group is moving past him, he doesn't see Boat. And so I think he turns around just in time to see Boat disappear into the crowd. Are you going to inform the rest of the friends? Mm. Nah. All right, fantastic. Uh, Johannes, Koza? I'll just clarify, is... Solonar following boat or just like sees boat leave and then keeps no, up I think, the group. I think Solonar like turns around, sees boat disappear into a crowd, m- mutters like an audible "huh," and then just turns back to the group. Uh, Rosemary, what? A, yeah. What exactly did you have in mind now? So we have a couple of options as it stands here. One. Uh, we can sneak into somebody's tent, steal a bunch of performers' clothes, act like part of the festivities, and get out of Aberdeen. That is an option. Thing number two, we enjoy the festival for a bit, and then sneak out as everybody's distracted by the nighttime activities, like the bonfire and stuff. 
or we can duck the very clear guards keeping an eye on us and just sort of make a break for it, which is the worst option. Let me be very clear. I see. Um... Look, Koza, I do want to say one thing. If we do this, you're probably, if you actually want your freedom for this, if you don't want the life of whatever nobility, you can't come back to Aberdeen after this. Uh, oh. Like, listen, you can, but if you come back after we get out of here, I'm going to tell you right now, they're not going to give you this kind of opportunity to get it. To get away again. Right. And I am not going to come save you. So, is this a bad idea? It's not a bad idea if this is what you want. But it strikes me as your big issue is you have no idea what that is. Uh, Koza looks a little embarrassed to be called out on that. Uh, Solinar sidles up beside the two of them and kind of points at the bonfire. And the look, the look on his face is excited, but he, in his voice, you can hear that he's like trying to keep it low and uh, subtle. He's trying to keep it low and subtle. And he goes, don't don't look around now, but we're being followed by guards. And then he just kind of like taps his <laughs> nose and points at the two of them and then slips away towards some of the stalls. Your friends are stupid. Are they? I mean, yeah. Things have gone, I mean, well, I, oh, well, okay, I, I know some, at least some of them are, but at the same time, they've been oddly successful, so. Yeah, I'm picking up on that. I don't know how they could be stupid, but also so successful. Uh, it depends on if you believe in destiny. Oh, do you? I don't. I know there are people who do, and I don't, I don't spit in their face or anything, but personally, if my life is written by somebody else, then I will do everything in my power to avoid whatever it is they want from me. Because I think that my power and my life should be entirely mine to do with what I want. And I think that the idea that gods use us as pawns is, I don't know. If that's the case, then I will punch every god I meet in the face. Oh, but... Let me ask you, I imagine you also won't be able to return to your home. Nope, not even a little bit. I mean, to be honest, Goza, when they sent me away to come here, the likelihood that I would see my home again for a very, very long time was already off the table. So what's your plan? I don't know. Travel? Go see parts of the world I never got to see? Go to Talaire? Go see Ocean Var? I don't know. Find... I'm going to find the thing that I want to do. I want to make a difference to somebody, and I want... I want to fix something for somebody, you know? I'm gonna find that. I'm gonna find the way that I can do that. I, I understand that. Um, but I, I guess the plan... Wait, so did Solonar walk off? Yeah, it's just Rosemary and him. Uh, I was gonna ask Solonar what he thought about about how to, to, to escape because um I think he's good at that sort of thing so I guess for now where do you want to go in this festival 
I've got a place. She's going to grab Koza's hand and sort of run excitedly into the crowd. Okay. Which leaves the only person we haven't done anything with is Johannes. Did we all just leave Johannes alone? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's exactly what happened. So Johannes Johannes is, is like taking in all the sights. And he he's like looking at all these and then he turns and he sees a clown and he's like, Oh, oh, just a clown. And then he's continues <laughs> walking. Nickel smart. He sees everybody uh, kind of like conversing in there or by everybody. I mean, Rose and, and Koza. And uh, he's like, oh, they're talking. Maybe marriage things that probably shouldn't interrupt. So um, he's looking around. And then he grabs like some cotton candy off of a local vendor. He's like, thank you. And he puts it on his head and and like shapes it into a little bit of a cotton, like a wig. Uh, and he's like, haha, they'll judge me well now. And he turns over towards Koza and Rose. So he could be like, check out my new do. And there's no one there. Just like a little kid where like eating, slowly eating roasted salty nuts. And then he and just like looking at this halfling on the same eye level it's a small kid but the base is the same eye level and uh Giannis is like uh guys and it starts the camera just starts zooming out and there's just thousands of people just swarming and all the guys All right, so we're going to start with Boat. Where has Boat ended up, or do I get to choose where Boat ends up? Boat wandered off toward the like some of the food stalls and found one that had some turkey legs. And I'm going to tell ale. you, I have so I have I have food written for this. If you would like to hear your options, turkey legs fine. Okay, um, he needs something uh, a little lighter after all that ham. So yes, a turkey. a turkey leg, the lightest <laughs> yeah. of foods. Yeah. It's a very light meat. Um, so boat boat is just sort of sitting at the little bar at the food stall, chomping on the turkey leg and drinking his ale, just sort of like staring through everything in front of him, almost like he's he's so contemplative right now that he's like dissociating from his own body. As you're doing that, the food vendor who's been who is pretty busy, he kind of gets sort of a break in in the rush to his stall, and he kind of like looks over. You seem down, friend. Boat just sort of like looks up at him, swallows the turkey that he's got in his mouth, takes a swig of ale. He's like, I don't I don't know if I'm down. I'm just I'm not really sure. Let, let me let me ask you a question, friend. Uh, first of all, first off, what's your name? My name? Yes. Josiah. How you doing, man? I'm Charles Barnes. They call me the boat. But wondrous uh, to meet you. Have you ever have you ever just had a moment in your life where you looked back at things you believed and then just started questioning them? I believe that's what they call a midlife crisis, my friend. Let me tell you what just happened to me. I was just talking to some uppity noble and started making an argument for government-sponsored education for all. I have lived my life in a particular way for decades. I don't know where that came from, I cannot believe that I am preaching about the expansion of public services. (laughs) Everything should be... I've always believed everything should be privatized. Maybe, Maybe being out here on the road with these adventures, maybe I'm just seeing a different side of the world. It's changing the way I think. 
I don't know, man. It's it's scary. It's a scary thing to have to reevaluate your positions on things, especially when you're presented with evidence that you might be incorrect. But I guess it's just a sign of maturity and growth. I don't know, man. I don't know. Next thing I'm going to be be petitioning nobles to pay for roads for all their towns and things like that. Like public funding for fire brigades, so we have to do better than just see who can get to the river with a bucket fast enough. I don't know, man. I just, I don't know where my head's at anymore. Sounds, uh, like you got a lot on your mind, friend. You could say that. My, my entire paradigm of the role of government. Well... I'm essentially an illiterate medieval peasant who was made for the purposes of giving you turkey legs. <laughs> so let me give you this, friend. And he, he, he ducks under the counter and pulls up a large pitcher of a dark red wine. This'll help you. It's stronger than ale. What do you call this? Port. Mmm. Do you have any starboard to go with it? Uh, no, but there are some stalls around that have ogres, cob, and Belfast eggs, and other things. It's funny, one of my escramistics is named Port. Well, you'll find that this drink might be the reason you named it that. Hmm. <laughs> mmm, Boat takes a sip. Uh, have you ever had Port, Brandon? No, I've had, like, whiskey and stuff, but never port. Right. Port is a fortified red wine. Well, so I know is that. Like, well, <laughs> I so know what, what I mean, it is. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not being judgy. So what, I'm, my, what I was going to say was, so it's wine, but darker and gets you way more drunk. I'm just going to imagine it's Klingon blood wine. You know what? If that's what you want to do, whatever brings yeah. you joy. Uh, Bo- so Boat has a sip, and uh, he just takes just the smallest taste of it, and he rolled a nat one on a constitution check. Good lord, this hits him like a bus. Gee, oh, oh my, oh. And he just sets the, the goblet back down. He's like, I'm not sure I'm prepared for that right now. I'm going to need a whole lot more turkey to make to fortify myself for that sucker. Well, the pitcher's on me. Take it with you into the festival. Well, thank you, friend. I, I hope they're not going to get me for having a traveler walking around like this. But, uh... Anyway, thanks for, uh... I hope your troubles leave you soon. Well, I don't got no troubles. I appreciate you sitting and listening to me. But, you know, just remember, man, you need to think better of yourself. You do not exist just for the purpose of giving me a turkey leg, man. If I there... cannot explain to you how that was literally the purpose upon my inception. I, uh, you know, if they ever do come up with, if they ever do decide to do, like, free public schooling for everybody, you're the kind of person I definitely want to benefit from that. Thank you, friend. All right. Have a good one, man. And Bo just sort of stumbles back out into the crowd with his jug of wine. All right. So Solinar, jumping to you. I think Solinar is negotiating with a woman about her sweet nuts. I uh, can't help but notice you got sweet nuts. I do. Did you need some? I believe that I do. And well, well wonderful. While you're getting that down for me, I was just wondering, do you know of any festival games that are being played? Um, let me think. Uh, mostly this festival is about the food, but I do believe there are one or two. There are... let's see. There's an archery contest that I know of. There was a dart throwing contest, an axe throwing contest, a leaping contest... Um, I think that's everything. Uh, generally it was 
you know, things things that are easy to put together. But oh, and I know that there's supposed to be a pole. A like a climbing pole? N- no, like a maypole. What? Out. I was specifically looking for competitive games, but I I appreciate that. Um, yeah, that the is there one spot where all of these like throwing games and the leaping game are all in all together, or are they kind of spread out around the festival? They're kind of scattered around through some of the tents and stalls. So it's going to be a journey of exploration then. Sure. I'll, Here's your nuts. I'll tell you right now. I'm up to the challenge. Okay. Uh, hey, thanks for the nuts. Anytime. Enjoy the festival. Thanks, you too. And then Solinar just starts walking away. Weirdo. All right. How long does it uh, take that woman to realize she didn't charge Solinar for those nuts? Uh, no, uh, I, the way that I've been doing it is like the festival food is so cheap. I'm just not charging you guys. Dang it. I thought it, I thought I'd confused that woman so thoroughly that well, I got away with free nuts. All the food is already paid for. Boat boat screams into the void. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Johannes, what are you doing? Um, flash cut uh, from nuts to like Johannes. He's inside a multicolored tent, and he's trying to dance with uh an array of different wild animals he's never seen before um, because he snuck into the back of that tent. Which tent? The big one. Okay, the, the tent that I was referring to was not the size of a circus tent, but I will be, I will, I because the one I was describing was a fortune teller's tent. So there would not be many animals, but I'm absolutely happy to make, the, to make of- there be a, a wild animal petting zoo tent. None of the animals are dancing back with him because they are taxidermied as part of this fortune telling. Uh, do, do you want me to actually describe the fortune telling tent? Because I'm more than happy yeah, to sure. do so. Because I wrote like descriptions and things Ooh. that I could like read with my eyes. Upon opening the entrance flap to get at those taxidermied animals, The smell of incense overwhelms you and causes your mind to swim for just a moment. The tent seems much larger inside than the exterior led you to believe, with fabrics of all kinds of colors and textures making up the inside walls as well as odd-looking fabric ceilings. As soon as you enter, a large, friendly-looking yellow python drops down from the complex fabric trapeze, seemingly in a greeting. Oh, hello there. I've lost my friends. Have you lost yours too? The python tilts its head curiously and like does this little tongue flicky deal. Oh yeah, I should taste the air. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) The snake like goes around you once and begins leading, trying to lead, seemingly trying to kind of lead you deeper into the tent. Yeah, sounds good. Here, let me pick you up. We'll be friends together. The, the snake doesn't make a sound, but kind of hooks her body around you to sit comfortably along your shoulders. Allow me to be very clear. This is a very large snake, so she's kind of heavy. Yep, well, it's a good thing I work out. <laughs> As you head deeper into the tent, you see a woman sitting behind a velvet, a velvet-covered table. She is 
striking. There is something unnerving yet kind of enticing about her. Her hair is black with the soft candlelight in the tent reflecting off of it like a raven's wing. Her eyes are this kind of haunting shade of violet. And she looks up at you and kind of beckons her hand and goes, Banana. And the python kind of goes down like off of your off of your shoulders and rolls back up and, and squirms back up to her. Orange. She gestures to the snake. Banana. Johannes Wait, gestures to the snake. Granny Smith. <laughs> so she kind of like looks at you curiously and waits for you to sort of tell her what your purpose is, like what you're what you're doing. Johannes looks at her carefully and waits for her to tell him what her purpose is and what she's doing in this <laughs> oversized tent calling snakes fruit. She gestures over, like she gestures to the table. In the center of the table is this crystal basin filled with water that glows in a way that's eerily familiar to you. She gestures to the pen to the mirror pendant. Destiny. Fate. She smiles and gestures for you to sit at on one of the cushions that surrounds the table. Oh, Johannes goes and takes a seat. Is there no one else in here? Is it just this big tent in the middle of a very loud, noisy, crowded festival and it's just us? It's it's a larger tent. It's not like it, it's not like a big top three ring circuit size tent. Got it. Got it's it. like it is like maybe the size of a decent sized room. It looks maybe okay. like it was a repurposed war tent. Ooh. This looks like a repurposed war tent. She gestures to the basin. Johannes looks down at the basin. As you look in, she says the word family. As she says that, the water begins to swirl, though no one is touching it. As you stare into this water, you see yourself with your family, your face twisted into an expression of disappointment and concern. That doesn't look like me. It's like I haven't been taking care of my skin that well. Your skin looked fine in the vision, I assure you. <laughs> Can't be true. She tilts her head. Friends? Family. Compatriots. She turns to Banana and goes... <laughs> find the python seems to nod and then wiggles up johannes's like wiggles up johannes and kind of like boops her snoot on his face and begins to try and like lead him out of the tent oh oh i i guess uh i guess me and the snake are going on an errand is there anything that we need to bring back i'm thinking i'm gonna get another wig she smiles compatriots Right. Rebels. Banana turns and kind of like boops you again to try and get you to follow her. Yeah, Johannes leaves the tent. Wondrous. Uh, so Koza. Two things oh, yes. real quick. Thing number one, Alex just established that bananas are canon in Varian. Uh, thing number two. <laughs> oh my God. Actually, uh, I talked to Gabe about, I actually talked to Gabe about this earlier. Uh, because I knew you guys were going to pick up on that. There's actually a reason her name is Banana, and I'm very, very excited. Potassium. I hope Nanners, I hope Nanners doesn't know what Johannes did the last time he ran into a snake. 
<laughs> this one is a literally. friendly puppy face snake, though. You can smell it. Uh, and then thing number two is I blame Whitney. Oh, oh, yeah, that's that's probably fair. I will tell you, this character existed and was ready to go long before Whitney. Whitney was just the reason I was like, and now, now is the time. All right. I'm, I was struggling to try to figure out how to deal with one word uh, response, call and response there. Yeah, that's 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 why we're getting the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. That might be more helpful. Oh, uh, OK. <laughs> All right. So, Koza. Yes. Where was I led to? So she led you to a food booth that has had a big crowd around it. Uh, she walks up and gets two small, thin wooden bowls that are filled with this hot mixture of spiced apples, honey, and crushed nuts that she then kind of hands to you, uh, along with a uh, large cup of cream. Okay. She dumps her cream into hers and begins, like, eating it. This is horrible, buff parts of the festival. Uh... Koza does uh, follows her lead and dumps in the 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 cream and gives it a try. It is hot spiced apples, crushed nuts, cream, and honey. Yeah, I'm sure it's very you, good. Yeah, you're basically it's it's basically like a a weak version of apple pie filling. Yeah. Um, which immediately Gabe is like, note to self. Um, so she kind of turns and she's like, so, Koza. Yes. What do you want to do when you're out? Um, uh, I guess I had started this, this journey and, um, it, it seems to just kind of kept getting bigger and bigger, I guess. And I, I really hadn't thought through where exactly I was going. Um, cause at first I was just on a little trip around uh, around Aberdeen t- to document the 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 natural uh, the, the the fungal wildlife in this area and I, I just kept on going further and further and now I guess I'm on some sort of I'm on, I'm on a, a, a quest of a sort um and I've, I've been sent on this quest by the the queen of spores I, I um Honestly, it, it's it's gotten a whole lot more complicated than I, I really expected. I don't know. That sounds like fun. Oh, it has been fun. Also, rather frightening at times. But but I, I'm glad I, I'm, I'm on this journey. So I guess I I mostly just want to want to stay on this journey for as long as I can. Then it sounds like you've made your decision. I guess it does.